Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Oh man. Well, my family's been doing not a not a full food fast, but we've been doing I guess sort of like a Daniel fast, but it's like a I don't know if you call it Daniel or detox or what you call it, but I found out that one thing I was intaking though had ingredients that I wasn't supposed to have and last night Jessica told me so there was this um, vinegar stuff I put on something, and she's like, you've been eating that? That has stuff you're not supposed to have on the fast. I'm like, man, I, I messed up a few times, I guess. Hope God's full of grace like the Bible says he is. But it's been good. And, and we, we, cut out, um, we cut out, I cut out social media. Man, that was a good one. I'm going to keep fasting that one for a little longer, I think. That's been actually doing my heart good, my mind good. Um, but also entertainment TV and video games, stuff like that. But I, I, we asked the kids last weekend if they want to join us in the fast. And uh, David, like he's a, I, love, I love our kids' hearts. He, he wanted to fast um, screen time. That means anything that you're sitting on phones, iPads, TVs, video games, and we, for Christmas, our, we had a family gift that was a Nintendo Switch that he's been begging us for like a whole year to get. And he, like, he laid that down to the Lord. Like he just got it, laid it down for a whole week to the Lord just to consecrate his heart to the Lord. And uh, that's pretty cool. But um, how, many of you, how many of you guys, I'm not going to put you on the spot um, about the fast, but how many of you guys have really have set this past week aside just to press into the Lord and a in whatever unique way that you felt led to. I, a few of you, awesome. And I, I feel that the Lord is going to continue doing things. Um, there's something real real important about seeking first His kingdom. That needs to be a lifestyle. But there's sometimes times when we go above and beyond and really press in to the Lord. And um, to this morning in prayer, the, the word distractions kept coming up, like setting aside distractions and really making Jesus first in all things. So there's something real, uh, real special about setting times aside where you're, you're choosing um, to press into the Lord with things that would be normal, normal okay things to do. Um, I'm going to have you put that slide up, Dennis, real quick. Um, we, we had prayer here on Wednesday evening and on Friday afternoon. And I put on here, I actually called it Altar Prayer Room. I took the name from our brother here, Dave, because you, you called it, when we talked on the phone, you called it like creating an altar to the Lord, and that really resonated with me. I felt like doing, doing this kind of a time, uh, we, could, we could actually call it like an altar time. But uh, I just wanted to talk to you real, for a minute about what we've been praying into specifically. Uh, first one is God's presence to be manifested in our midst. How many of you guys want more of that? Yeah. Come on. And, and praying for just for your personal relationship with God to become deepened, intimate intimacy with Him. Um, praying that His kingdom will come into our midst. His kingdom is in our midst, okay, already. But, like, but there's something about us living a life 
where, where his, his kingdom becomes manifested more powerfully, more substance, more weight, more momentum, and we want more kingdom in our midst. Amen? And, and just, you know, praying for personal breakthroughs, whatever your breakthrough should be, corporate pr- breakthroughs, praying into things that we need to see happen in our church. Um, and last but definitely not least was uh, specifically praying for healing for those people who have been suffering with sickness. There's been way too much of that. I, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to just, I don't want to just tolerate it or accept it as, well, this is the new norm or whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not okay with that as a declaration. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we just want to keep praying into these things. I'm going to have that. I'm going to actually leave the slide up while I'm preaching. Okay. Just so you guys can kind of uh, just keep that. If you might, I don't know if anybody wants to t- even take pictures of it, like to help you remember like things to focus on. We're going to have another prayer time again on Friday, this coming week, um, two to 4 PM right here in this room. Um, it's been a, it's been rich times. Okay. Rich times. So, um, by the way, if you hear me clearing my throat a lot today or little coughs here and there, it's not COVID. So relax. All right. It's actually Ezekiel bread. <laughs> Has anybody ever heard of Ezekiel bread? It costs like $30 for, for about 10 slices. And, uh, and, and it's, 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 I think it's like they call it Bible bread. It's, it's got, it has no preservatives, no yeast, no sugar. It's like as basic form of bread as you can get. And it's also called scouring pads. So I ate a piece of Ezekiel bread toast on my way here, and that stuff doesn't swallow the same as normal food, and it went down the wrong pipe, and I've been still, I'm still recovering from it, so (laughs) pretty amazing. All right, how how many of you guys, and and this is to everybody who's watching as well, we bless you all, by the way, Uh, get back in church, please, right, right here. We have seats for you, okay? All right. I, I want a reason to have to have an overflow room, all right? So come on, get back in. How many of you guys know that God is in this place? Come on. How many of you guys have, have and, and I'm, like, we get to know that we have God with us everywhere, but even right here, like, there, how many of you guys could agree with me that there's, there's a special presence in this place? It's awesome. And it's because we've dedicated it, because we've been praying in, in it and cultivating it. And you, every week we're worshiping and letting his presence come in. And, and, and I'm just believing for more. I, I want to see more and more and more and more. And we're, we're in a great place right now. But we're nowhere compared to what I believe is coming. Amen? A couple of years ago, um, I was I was borrowing a pickup truck from a friend of ours because I had to haul something somewhere, and I had the radio on, and and the the old Led Zeppelin song came on, a beautiful song. I don't know that it has holy spirits behind it by any means, <laughs> but but it's a beautiful song, and and most of you probably are familiar with it. It's called Stairway to Heaven. You guys ever heard of that song before? Beautiful melody. And uh, I, I really wish that Led Zeppelin got saved so they could produce that level of music, but 
with the Holy Spirit, that would be amazing. All right. But anyway, Stairway to Heaven came on. I'm just kind of listening to it, sub, like just in the background, um, praying and stuff. And while that song's playing, the Holy Spirit actually came on me. And he said, Jesse, they, talking about Led Zeppelin, they were looking for a way to get what you already have access to. Because that song is, is about a, a stairway into heaven. And, and it's obviously like it's not... It's not Jesus. <laughs> it's probably a little more like the people who built the Tower of Babel trying to build their own method to, to get to heaven. But, uh, but he said they were looking for something you already have access to. And, and that's pretty cool. Like when the Lord shows up to you when you're listening to a secular song and he like contrasts what you have with what they have. And they actually were looking for something. But like... I've got it. And after he said that, like, that was amazing. You have access to it. And it, so it's like I had to, I just take a moment and think about that. I have access to heaven. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just fell on me in that little Ford pickup truck, and, and I was getting whacked by his presence. It was awesome. Encountering God with Led Zeppelin in the background. It's pretty... <laughs> Unique situation. Be better than the people who used to trip on acid listening to them. What's that? Oh, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I've never tripped on acid before, but I can guarantee. I, 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 people who have done that stuff say there's no high like the most high. And I know that to be true. So it, it wasn't long after that experience happened um, that I was at my friend's church, Tony Costa, down in, in Greenwood, um, Revive the World. He was hosting a, a prophetic conference and had a guest speaker um, named Dave Wagner. Have any of you guys heard of Dave Wagner? He's a prophet. Um, he, he's an amazing <clears throat> prophet who I, I trust his ministry. I trust his teaching on the prophetic. Um, he brings a real kingdom culture. Do you know who that is? It's Dave Wagner. He's, he's spoken at Bethel, and he goes to um, Iris Ministries a lot, and he's, he's well-connected with our stream. Anyway, he was going around, and he's prophesying over people after his teaching that night, and when he got to me, which was like an hour later, I was actually thinking about cutting out, but the Holy Spirit was like, stay, and, and I'm glad I did. He got to me, and he said, he said sir, I, I see angels descending on you and ascending from you and going up and down from heaven to you. I'm like, and he, he just prophesied for a moment just about, about angelic encounters and, and activity and stuff. That's awesome. And I was, I was obviously feeling that when he was saying it, you know. And the next day, I was driving to uh, Springfield, Ohio. I think it was around there to go minister at my friend's church, a church called River Song. Um, I, actually, I think this was the, the end of the summer, right before we, before we launched this church, if I remember right. I was on my way to Ohio, and I was listening to Brian and Katie Torwalt, and it's kind of hard to not encounter God <laughs> if you engage with the songs that they sing, all right? And, and they have this one album... Uh, a song called Sing Holy, and he just keeps declaring that. Just sing holy, and he just keeps singing it. 
And, and then the, I think the next song is, is I See Heaven. It talks about heaven in our midst and God opening our eyes to see heaven right here on earth. And I, and I had those songs on repeat, and I was listening to it. I probably listened to those maybe about three of those songs for about an hour over and over and over because I started feeling God's glory filling my car while I'm driving on I-70 East, and I felt what it felt like waterfalls of angels just pouring. Like It, it probably felt like about a, a million angels like just I mean, I don't know if it really was, all right? Just saying what it felt like. A million angels just splashing on me, just pouring on me, filling that car, and I was getting wrecked and bawling my eyes out, just worshiping the Lord, and it was powerful. I loved it. And, and uh, it was just the angelic and the, just the glory of God. How many of you guys believe that angels are God's holy gift to His kingdom? Amen? Uh, we, we don't worship angels. And we don't want to get too distracted, to, but, but at the same time, we want to honor them because there are, there are co-partners in the kingdom. And, and we, you know, us on earth, them from heaven, it's heaven to earth, it's a partnership, right? And so they're important. And so um, I just, I, I had some pretty crazy um, supernatural <clears throat> experiences that happened in Ohio. I'm going to tell you about those in just a little bit. Um, after I got there a bit. I want to read to you guys out of Genesis 28. <clears throat> if you guys can turn your Bibles or your phones to Genesis 28. This is <clears throat> an incredible story of Jacob, who is the son of Isaac, son of, the grandson of Abraham. Jacob had a twin named Esau. Jacob was the second after Esau, and Jacob, um, he, was a, he was a pretty greedy and sneaky dude, actually, because his brother had every right to the birthright and the, uh, the, the blessing of his father, all right, the, the firstborn blessing of the father. He just had stolen both of those from Esau. He did it completely illegally, completely sneaky. It was, it was sinful. It was not okay what he did. God, I don't know how God um, justifies how he redeems things, but it, somehow the Lord used that to, and, and, and created the entire destiny of his people through that weird situation. But anyway, Jacob had just stolen Esau's birthright and Esau's angry and wants to kill him, so he's, he, he tucks his tail and runs as far away from him as he can. So he's going to a whole other country, he's running through the desert, <clears throat> and so that's where this picks up. I'm going to read Genesis 28, I'm going to start with verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. So this is out in the wilderness on his way. Because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Everybody say, Open heavens. And behold, the Lord stood above it, 
Everybody say the Lord stood above it. So I want to just stop and just, I want you guys to capture what's going on here real quick, all right? Jacob, fearful, he's saving his own life. He had just robbed, he, he, he claimed a destiny for himself that he stole. So he, he's trying to build a life unto himself, okay? He's using his own efforts, he's using his own wisdom, his own abilities to try to get something that actually wasn't something that God gave to him, okay? He, he, was, he, was, he was trying to create a better life for himself, and he's trying to save his own life, okay? And, he's, and he was already a son of the house of God, like he, he, was, he was the grandson of Abraham, so he's already like in the family. He already grew up knowing about God and being in the family of the Lord and everything, um, but, but now he's doing this, and he goes to sleep, and, and when his eyes close and, he, and his body and his mind falls asleep, his spirit wakes up, possibly for the first time ever. His body sleeps, his spirit wakes up. It wasn't only a dream. It actually was a vision where the Lord was opening his sight to a reality that existed in his presence that he did not know was there. Okay? So what he saw was a ladder from earth to heaven. There's the connection from this place to the holy place, right? There's the open heavens. There's access now to something that he had no idea that he had access to. And he's looking and he's beholding angels coming down the ladder from heaven. Angels going up the ladder from the earth. Heaven and earth. Come on. There's a connection. Heaven to earth, right? And so in, in Isaiah, it talks about how God, um, He sends His Word. And it says that His Word will never return to Him void. It talks about how He, he speaks His Word and He sends it and it has to be fulfilled. And, and then when it's fulfilled, it will return to Him to report to him the finished, completed job. How many of you guys know that the angels are his ministers and they're the ones that, that take his word and bring it into the earth and work it to make sure that it gets completed amongst the people and we need to partner with God so that we're doing it together, spirit and flesh, right? In unity. And, and then the angels after they've completed their assignment, because angels are on assignment. It's actually a book called that, Angels on Assignment. And, and then when they're completed with their assignment, they go back to heaven and they return to the Lord and present to Him the completed job. And angels are unlike us in the fact that they actually complete what they started. <laughs> All right? The, <laughs> think that we're all growing in that at least I'll speak for me all right we're growing in that but but so the angels return to him so I want you to imagine like there's different assignments different times from heaven there's different things that have to get completed on this earth there's uh, there, some some assignments might take an hour okay to get done maybe an angel need to go and deliver a message to somebody and go right back message is delivered they received it and, and some angels might need to receive 
um, a, a, a command from the Lord that would take 70, 80 years because the Lord assigned them to go and, and be maybe what we call guardian angel for somebody's life for the ento- entire duration, and then they pass into the afterlife, and, and, and then they go back to heaven. Assignment's done. Well, here's your next one. All right, and some they may be they, they may have been down here for thousands of years, completing assignments. So when he when he sees the angels ascending and descending, I believe that they're they're bringing heaven's orders down and they're doing what they're supposed to do, and then they're going back completed so they go back and worship the Lord and 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 see what's next. All right, that's what I believe is going on, and so there, there's a lot of richness just in that part but I love the fact that that when he's dreaming he's seeing this ladder and he's seeing the angels ascending and descending I gotta find my verse now it it says right after that it says and behold behold the amazing angels that just came into your midst no it doesn't say it actually doesn't say that Behold, you get to look at a cherubim right now and study all its feet. No, it doesn't say, doesn't say behold the features of the cherubim. All right. What, what it says is behold. Everybody say behold. behold. The Lord stood above it. All right. So he was looking at the angels and all the things that God was doing through that, but then but he couldn't stay there because the Lord needed him to lift his eyes even above the angelic encounter to look at what really was important. That's important, but what really is important is that we lift our eyes above that and we see God, okay? God's above it. He's above it, all right? We, we behold the Lord, so it says, Behold, the Lord stood above it. Everybody say, Open heavens. Open heavens. Ho- open heavens. That's when heaven opens to the earth, all right? And that's when the earth is able to have access to heaven and the heavens come into our midst. And that's what's happening right here, all right? You guys like open heavens? Yeah. Want more of it? Yeah. All right, he goes on. He says, And the Lord says, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Wow. So it goes from him trying to steal something to God saying, let let me give it to you. Okay. That's pretty amazing. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So basically, the Lord is telling Jacob, the, all the promises I gave your grandfather, the man of faith, my friend, you're going to be the one now who carries the inheritance of that calling, and it's going to be you now in this season. In this generation, you're going to release that into the earth. That's pretty amazing. Behold, this is the best part of it, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. Whoa. I am with you. I am with you. I want to tell you that God was with him before this dream. Okay? But he didn't know it. And if he didn't know it, he couldn't, he couldn't put himself into it. Okay? 
He couldn't engage with it. All right? Because you can only engage with what you know there is to engage with. All right. He said, I will, I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I've spoken to you. Come on. How many of you guys know that God's faithful? Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone and put it, put it, that he put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured on oil on it, on top of it. And he called the name of that place, what, what was the name? Bethel. Bethel. Or they probably would have said Bethel. <clears throat> Bethel. Bethel. The word Beth means house. El means God. So Bethel, house of God. All right? So, so he called that place Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Luz. What sounds better, Bethel or Luz? That word Luz, uh, what I studied one time a long time ago, um, it, it's, it's kind of unknown for sure, but, but, I, but it means that it's some kind of a nut tree. All right? So Bethel or Luz. House of God or nut tree? <laughs> Which one do you like better? <laughs> I'm trying to find my verse. Oh, there. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way, that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I may come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And the stone which I have set as a pillar shall, shall be God's house. And of all that you would give me, I will surely give you a tenth to you, or a tithe. That's awesome. So, so he has this encounter with God in his sleep. And, and because he saw that God was with him, he changed everything about what his life meant at that point. His encounter with God gave him access to God. And it also gave him a sense of purpose, God's mission, God's purpose for his life, all right? And then he responded by building an altar and laying his life down to the Lord. Laying his life down to the Lord. And up to that point, everything that he had got, he stole it and got, it, got something that, you know, he didn't deserve and he got it immediately. But now that he surrendered his life to the Lord, God was about to give him, I think, if I remember right, 20 years of serving somebody before he could come back and, and actually experience the inheritance that God gave him. Okay? So, the, so his repentance changed his lifestyle. All right? You guys good? All right. So Jacob was trying to use his own techniques to build a kingdom to himself. His own techniques build a kingdom to himself. But an encounter with God showed him a kingdom that was already built and he didn't even know it. 
is a kingdom. The Lord opened his eyes to something that was in his midst that he didn't even know was there. He said, surely God is in this place, and I didn't even know it. He was, he was in God's presence. He was in an open heaven reality. He was right there where angels were coming in and out of heaven, and they probably had been. Who knows how long? It could have been years. could have been hundreds of years. It could have been since the beginning of earth. I don't know. But he happened to be right there in a presence and didn't even know that he was in the middle of what God was doing because he was so fixated on his own life, doing his thing, running in fear. He, he, like whatever, like I, I, I tried to take something unto myself so I can build my future for me. I'm, I'm taking matters into my own hands and trying to escape something. I'm trying to preserve myself. Whatever it might be, it was self-sustained and he didn't even know that God was in his midst. (laughs) There's something to get in this. But the Lord was merciful and he opened his eyes in his sleep and the spirit eyes that that were closed, they were veiled. I, I, I imagine sometimes my heart like a big eyeball in the spirit and, and like the eyelids like, when your eyes are closed, you can't see what's in front of you. And I, I, I don't think there's a hand in front of my face because I can't see it. Oh, I just opened my eyes. Oh, there is a hand right there. Did you guys know it was there? Huh? I, I, I didn't believe it, though. I don't, I don't think so. My, I can't see a hand in front of my face. Is there a hand in front of my face? Are you sure? I don't believe you. Wait, let me remove the veil. Oh, <laughs> you were right. There's a hand, and it's right there. And, and we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation is the revealing. It's the unveiling. It's the removal of the curtain that blocks our view of realities that exist on the other side of it that we didn't know was there before. And the Lord unveiled his eyes and he, he showed him, whoa, I'm smack dab in the middle of God's glory on this earth. Had no idea. This is the gateway of heaven. This is heaven on earth. Right here. It didn't just automatically happen right when he revealed it to me. It was already there. And Jesus preached to us, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Shift your thinking away from the way you were thinking. Turn your your ways away from the idea that you have to perform your way into the things that God wants to do. Shift your belief to believe that the kingdom is already right there staring you in the face. Come on. (laughs) There's a lot of people who work hard for fulfillment from the wrong places. But, But the Lord wants to reveal to us a kingdom that already is in our midst. And, and he, he shifted the place from Luz to Bethel, the nut tree, to the house of God. 
and it became a city. It, was, it probably already was a city there, but it became a great city. And I mean, the Lord, when, when, when open heavens comes and heaven manifests itself in a, in a people, He can actually transform us from a nut house to the house of God. Come on. It's true. I remember one time I was uh, I was on a missions trip. It was back in 2003, and we were in I was in India and Nepal, and there were two locations: one in India, one in Nepal that we that we went to. One of those locations was owned by a an apostle who was a church planner, and they were dedicating this land to an orphanage and a training school that they want to build there so that they could bring the kingdom into India. And that land, like if you go through India, um, you, there's demons everywhere. There's principalities. It's horrible. Like in the spirit realm, it's a, it's a dark, dark place. But we could tell a, a, almost a physical difference when you cross the, the territorial line of what, what they owned. You could step in it and you feel God's peace and serenity and presence and glory. That's pretty crazy. Literally could feel it because, because these people, ambassadors of heaven, came and they claimed a land. They owned it, so they had spiritual rights. They had authority. That was their domain. All right? Domain. And, and so the, the Lord had actually shifted that atmosphere on the place that they claimed for the Lord, and it became an open heaven. We could all feel it right there. It was amazing. You could step right out of it and feel that dark stuff again. Hallelujah. And I felt prompted of the Lord to just to verbalize a, a prophetic declaration over that land. And I wanted him to hear it too, the apostle. And I, I said, I declare that this place is Bethel, the house of God, the gateway of heaven. It was a powerful moment. Come on. I'm thankful that since that time, I didn't understand this then, but since that time, the Lord has helped me to learn that I am seated in heavenly places and that I can actually access and enjoy open heaven realities no matter where I am. And I could walk through India encountering God's glory and waterfalls of angels or whatever splashing on me in the darkest places. And I don't have to go on a land that somebody else dedicated to the Lord. I am a house of God. Come on. You are houses of God. When Jesus was baptized in Matthew 3, it says He, he went down in the water and it says when He came up, the heavens were opened. Everybody say heavens were opened. And the Holy Spirit fell on him like a dove. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Come on. And he heard the Father declare over him, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. It says the heavens were opened. All right? And, and then there is the time in John chapter 1, at the end of the chapter, um, he was, he was uh, bringing a couple of new disciples in. 
I'm trying to remember. I, had, I just read this yesterday, but I, I want to say his name was Nathaniel. Was it Nathaniel? Nathaniel, he, he, his eyes were open that Jesus is the Messiah, and he declared over him, you're the king, and you're the coming king. And, and Jesus said, you thought this was amazing because he saw in a vision that he, that he was under a tree. And he said, you are going to see the angels ascend and descend on the Son of Man. Come on. Jesus is the fulfillment of Jacob's ladder. When Jesus was baptized and the heavens were opened, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that the heavens closed. And it says in Revelation 3.8, it says, it says that what God opens, no man can shut. Alright? And we read Acts chapter 2, the, the day of Pentecost, and it is an open heavens encounter. They're in the upper room, and it's as if the ceiling lifted off and heaven just poured right in. And there's the whirlwind like a hurricane in that room. And, and tongues of fire comes on them and sets on their head and they start speaking in tongues. It is a crazy, powerful, open heaven reality. There's nothing in the Bible that said the heavens have closed. Alright? And Bill Johnson often says the only place where the, where the heavens are not open is between your ears. Because you can experience open heaven realities if you can believe that He's already provided it for you. And it says in Ephesians 2.6 that we've been raised with Christ and we're seated in, in Him in the heavenly places. And that to God, that's actually a current, like a present reality for us in the Spirit. And the Lord would open our eyes to show us realities that exist in, our, in the spirit realm that are beyond what we may ever notice are real if we stay like Jacob did and stay fixated on doing things on our own abilities, trying to accomplish our own lives, doing our own agenda. We, we may stay distracted from realities that God has already created as what that word actually means, realities. <laughs> realities in the spirit realm it's realities okay open heaven realities i love that word i'm gonna say it again realities <laughs> it's real it's real it's now and you're surrounded by heavenly virtues and supernatural things and you may or may not know it But, if you, but, but when we live our lives unto ourselves or we're trying to do our own agenda or our own ways, we're going to miss things that actually exist. And the Lord wants to open the eyes of our understanding to unveil to us the supernatural realm, heaven on earth. It's right here, right now. The more we know it, the more we believe it, the more we're going to experience it, and the more it will become manifested in our lives. Come on. 
On my trip to Ohio that one day, I got to minister at River Song Church on that Sunday morning, and then they had an evening. It was like an open anybody revival session, which was awesome. I've ministered there a few times. But in the afternoon, um, several of us got to the church early to pray, do a pre-service prayer time. Those are good, by the way. 9.15 over there. We were having that. We were going there early to have prayer time. Nobody had been in the building after we left for morning service until we got there. Okay, but when we got there, we we walked through the back doors into the back of the sanctuary, and there was a big puddle of water on the floor. Like I mean, like a big puddle of water. And and th- we didn't know what it was. It seemed like some accident had happened. And and one of their guys went up on the roof to look around to see if there's any burst pipes or anything. They looked in the ceiling. There was nothing. Nothing. Nobody had been there. There was nothing that could have caused that water. But, uh, but one of their intercessors, who's a seer in the Spirit, said that, that in, the, in the previous weeks, she kept seeing this giant angel over their building holding a bucket of water waiting for the moment when he could pour that out on that church. And there was that puddle. There's no way that thing got there. It was crazy. And, and my friend Stephen Bell, who's the one who had me come out, um, he, he, he felt led by that experience. He felt led to, to tell everybody the, the, the Lord brought me there to bring an overflow impartation. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And I, actually, I had remembered, <clears throat> if you guys can just give me a few more minutes, I'll, I'll be done shortly. Uh, I, I remembered back when I was a student at BSSM, this was probably back in 2010, um, there was a day when Bill Johnson came into the room. There's about 800 of us in there, and he, he doesn't normally do this. He hadn't done it for years, but he felt led to this day to get on his keyboard and start worshiping. He, he doesn't do that, but this day, first time in years. Lead us in worshiping, and the, and the presence of God filled the room. And while he's doing that, and, and the, we're all in the glory, all of a sudden, there, there's, there started becoming this waterfall behind him coming down from the ceiling, like this wide, pouring down, like constant pouring down for like five minutes, constant, pouring on the, on the, on the stage behind him. And again, there was, no, there was no pipe leaking or anything, all right? But it happened in the glory. And, it, and it, I mean, can you imagine five minutes of this wide of water pouring down what kind of puddle would that be? Right? Pretty wild. After he was done, and, and they dismissed quite a while later, because it was crazy glorious, a bunch of his students went up there to check out the water, because we knew that the whole, whole stage was going to be flooded. There is this much water up there. This much. <laughs> That's pretty weird. But, but like... We are a culture that believes in signs and wonders, right? And so it's bizarre. I don't understand it, but God does the unusual sometimes just to show us how glorious he is. 
There was nothing that caused that, though. <clears throat> that actually happened to him again a few months later in Vegas. Same exact thing happened on the stage. So it's just weird phenomenons that God does. So anyway, that, we're, we're having a prayer meeting before that service in uh, Riversong um, in a different room. <clears throat> and we're just, I, I, I like to walk around and, and just pace and pray. And, and the, the glory of God was just thickening up in there. You could almost feel a, a cloud in that place. You didn't see it, but you could feel it. And it was kind of crazy because we're, we're walking around and praying in the spirit. We're worshiping, totally drunk in the spirit, by the way. I mean, like, getting whacked. <laughs> like, co in incoherent. I don't know if you guys could have handled me. <clears throat> but there was this one place. There, there were places in the room where you could feel intensified presence, all right? And there's this one place in the corner. And every time I'd walk by there, I'd feel something right there. And I'd be like, I need to go back to that spot. And I'd come in and stand in that spot. And I'd feel glory just swarming me, pouring on me. And, and then I'd walk away, and I could feel that thing was back there still. It didn't, like, stay on me. And there's other what people like to call hot spots. But there's other spots, too. But I kept coming back to that place, and, and I, I just would feel it again. It was huge, powerful, thick glory. And the Holy Spirit said that this is an angel. It's an angel right here. So I'm like, all right. I'm not going to, I don't worship angels. You got to know that. Okay. But I want to know why God sent them. They're, they're anointed for a reason, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm just receiving because I, angels come to minister to us. And so what did heaven, what did God send with this angel? I want that. And so I'm just receiving and I'm, I'm getting drunker. <laughs> and I, I felt like it was okay to ask, to just to verbalize this, ask, what is your name? I don't do that all the time, guys. But this time I felt, felt like it was good. What is your name? And I actually heard this from my spirit pretty loud. He said, my name's Aaron. Aaron. Awesome. I start walking more. I'm like, and I leave that, and I'm like, I don't have any idea if that was real or not. I don't, it may not have been. I don't know. But I think, I think maybe I'm supposed to believe it. I think maybe I'm supposed to believe it. And <clears throat> I was unsure. And, and when I got back to that, that area again, I was feeling that again. And I was like, what are you guys here for tonight? I just was trying this, guys. Like, it's okay to, it's okay to try it, right? It's the only, only way to grow in things is to, is to try. And I said, what are you doing here tonight? And this is what I heard. He said, we are, because there's more angels in there. He said, we are here to elevate you to heaven tonight. We are here to elevate you to heaven tonight. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And I looked it up on my phone. What does Aaron mean? Like, what's the meaning of the name Aaron? And, and it, what I found, it said the meaning of the name Aaron is lofty, exalted, high mountain, high places. Lift you up. I was like, whoa, I think I did hear it right. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, 
It was crazy. And, and so I, I, got to, I got to share that with the people when I was preaching that night, and, and we just had some glory time. It was amazing. God's, God's presence came in so strong. And I, just, I like to share these kind of stories because I want to stimulate expectancy. I want to stimulate um, a, a belief that there's more going on than what we feel and see right now. And we got to shift our expectation that heaven is in our midst and that God has things He's doing and there's more things He wants to do, but He's waiting for people to believe it and to step into it and engage with what He's doing. And if we can continue living our lives like Jacob did, doing our own thing, trying to figure out my own way forward, or uh, how do I manage me? How do I self-protect or self-do whatever? We're going to miss everything that God's trying to do. The Lord's trying to open our eyes to realities that are so much greater than what you could do for yourself. And everything that Jacob tried to get on his own by stealing it from his brother in the encounter with God, when he knew that he was in God's presence, the Lord said, I give you these things. Like things that he had to work hard to get on his own strength, the Lord just wanted to give it to him through intimacy and glory. Such a better way. Come on. And I, wanna, I just want to speak to your spirits right now and your faith to expect the supernatural. Expect the supernatural. If you don't expect it and you don't press in, you're going to disqualify yourself, not because you don't have the right to it, but because you're not engaging with something that God's inviting you into. All right? So, like, like, I don't know how God wants to do manifestations. We've had a lot of prophetic words that God's going to do some really unique things with us. I'm excited to see what that means. Because I've seen some really unique things before. Like, crazy amounts of gold dust in his glory i've seen i've actually seen manifestations of the glory cloud with gold dust dancing around the room i've seen it and it got all over me i've seen gemstones and i don't understand this god never has to prove himself to us though i've seen gemstones that appeared out of nowhere and the, and the Lord does these things to show us His profound glory and, and love and desire to be, to, 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 for, for us to come into awe of His greatness. Amen? I, I've, seen, I've seen feathers appear out of nowhere and, and dance around. <laughs> so we, we would call them angel feathers. I've also seen feathers that people thought were angel feathers that was just down out of people's coats and people playing tricks on each other in those environments. It's kind of funny, but it's also messes with people. But, but there, there's, there's things that God wants to do that's outside of the box. It doesn't even have to be listed in the Bible for it to be something God wants to do. It just needs to be agreeable to the Bible. All right? And, and we need to expect miracles. We need to believe that God, and you don't have to put the pressure on you. That's the beauty of it. 
We've got to believe that God wants to manifest Himself and do the things that only He can do. We need to expect encounters, supernatural, heaven on earth, encounters with God. We've got to believe for these things. We need to expect that when we walk in open heaven's realities, that God will crush strongholds. I'm tired of strongholds. I intercede for some of y'all. Actually, all y'all. But I intercede for you guys. And sometimes the Lord shows me things that He wants to break. Things that hold people back from destinies. The Lord wants to crush things that hold you back from your destiny. We need to believe for strongholds to break and be crushed. It says in Isaiah that the anointing of the Lord will destroy yokes of bondage. I don't want to do casual Christianity and I don't even want to do like a little bit, a little bit spirit-filled Christianity. Dabbing in. Little dose here and there. I, I want to be all in. I want to be all in. I want to believe that God's going to bring it in this place. I want to see the sicknesses get crushed. I'm tired of seeing families stuck in their homes for weeks on end because sickness is holding them down. I'm, I'm done with it. We, we have to pray for these things. But we can't just... It's not just praying... It's praying knowing that heaven is in our midst. All right? And so right here, like in this very room, I've been experiencing open heaven realities in here. I'll come in here sometimes. I love walking circles in here. And, and I, I, it's like the Lord shows me the angels are descending into this place. And, and the, the, the Lord's presence is, is bigger than the angels. He's in here. It's not just the box of this building. It's because we're creating a, a holy place. An inviting place. Amen? And God wants you to believe that you have access to open heavens. And the more you believe it with a pure heart, because that's important, with a pure heart, the more you will experience it. Amen? Alright, so here, here's where I'm going to leave you guys. Why don't you guys, why don't you guys stand with me? How many of you are loving the idea of these things happening in your lives? Yes. How many of you guys want, you guys long for the Lord to unveil your eyes of your heart more? To see the presence of the Lord in your life, in your midst, and to let heaven crash, come crashing through in all places. Come on. I, I want to give you this challenge right now. Like, like Jacob. You can try to build your own kingdom, or you can live from God's kingdom. And, and I'm going to ask the kids just to try to be silent for another moment, including mine. And uh, we're almost done. Ask the Lord to help you know 
If, the, if you've been doing your own thing in any places of your life, or if you're doing His thing. Ask the Lord to help you to know that. Are you living for yourself, or are you living for God? And it may be different parts of your life, right? Not necessarily all or nothing. Ask the Lord, are you striving on your own strength, or resting in His strength? And let, let the Lord show you this. You don't even have to have the answer right now, but like really take that to the Lord. And Lord, I, I just pray right now that you will reveal to us open heaven realities. Lord, show us, God, that you're in our midst. Lord, show us that the kingdom is in our midst. Show us, Lord, that you have, you have opened heaven and you want to bring it and manifest it in our lives. In Jesus' name. And help us, to, help us to go forward, Lord, laying it all down, Lord, that we're all in with You. God, we want to see You come in strong and to bring the miraculous, bring the supernatural into our lives. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. amen. Awesome. Thanks for giving me a few extra minutes.